If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Friendly disclaimer time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with any of the media that we review or critique. We wholeheartedly support our fellow creatives at the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. And at the end of the day, we're just really big fans. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie. And today we're talking all about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with our lovely correspondent, Melinda. How's it going, friend? It has been a hot minute, but I'm good. How are you? I am I am good. I am alive and well. But before we chat about our favorite archaeologist and resident adventurer, some news broke this morning. And while I have gone on record multiple times about saying how much we are not a political podcast, I do feel it is my civic duty to speak on this subject as a host of an entertainment podcast. I feel like I would be doing those who are part of the entertainment industry dirty by not speaking on the subject and and or supporting them. So as we all know, the writers have been on strike for we're going on 11 weeks now ish, right? And the news broke this morning that the actors, a.k.a. SAG-AFTRA, has now officially also gone on strike. And it's it's not looking great, guys. It's really disheartening news. I think it's unfortunate that it took, excuse me, it took the actors to be the tipping point for everybody's attention to be on the right subject matter. As someone who does report on entertainment, this is frustrating news i'm frustrated for the writers and the actors because what was being reported today as far as the great deal that the studios and execs had in mind for them it was disgusting it was insulting they offered them less money to come back to work as far as groundbreaking ai they wanted to scan the likeness of the extras and not the main actors they were uh, and Fran Dresser, a.k.a. The Nanny, and also the SAG-AFTRA president, stood her ground and said, absolutely not. Using somebody's likeness without compensation, representation, and no residuals is not okay. So while I'm incredibly proud of The Nanny for holding her ground and representing SAG-AFTRA in a better light than most, I wish this conversation would have happened sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. And just to be clear, because we are a fandom podcast and we do go out and we see these movies and we watch these shows. As of 
this recording today, they are not asking people to skip theatrical releases or to cancel streaming. Correct. You are not crossing any picket lines if you go see the Barbenheimer event next week. I'm tempted to see the Barbenheimer event myself. Mm -hmm. But if you do want to support the unions, there are a few things you can do. You can support by signing their petitions. You can buy the union's branded merchandise. You can follow the union's social media accounts online, and you can also donate to their funds. So those are the ways that the WGA has specifically stated on their website of how you can support the strike. I've seen so far a huge list of everything the actors are not allowed to do, which is a pretty big list. Yeah. So basically what they're doing, it's a total work stoppage is the term that's being used on social media. There is no working on or off camera. There are no promotions. There's no fan events, right? There are no, they're not attending San Diego Mm Comic-Con. They're not attending any for your consideration events. There's no panels. There's no podcasts, nothing. I did see on the flippity flop what actors, AKA SAG-AFTRA is allowed to do. So they can record audiobooks, they can film commercials and do video games. Mm-hmm. So they aren't completely out of work, although I'm sure it's slim pickings and I'm not sure if we're going to see a boost in Activia commercials or whatever the case may be, but we're going to see a lot more sporting events as far as things being highlighted that in, in that respect, but crew as far as like film crew and boom mic operators grips and so forth have options to go film sporting events and or news events it's gonna be it's gonna be rough for a lot of folks we love what we do and we hope we're still bringing you guys a lot of happiness and and or a healthy distraction on your morning commute to work well on a lighter note melinda has some casting for us i sure do Let's okay. let's let's dig in. Huh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I thought of that on the spot. So Harrison Ford is back as Indiana Jones. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Helena Shaw. Seanette Renee Wilson is Mason. Mads Mikkelsen is Dr. Voller. Ethan Isidore is Teddy. Toby Jones is Basil Shaw. And Boyd Hallbrook is Clapper. Well, what were your initial thoughts on the movie? I went in with low expectations. Okay. Because I wasn't a fan of the fourth movie. Same. But you know, overall, this was a super fun, classic Indiana Jones film. I loved it. Indiana Jones is my inspiration to study archaeology for my undergrad. I love the references to the older movies. And I'm a historic girly. And I was like, I was obsessed with anything that had to pertain to like ancient Greece, ancient Romans, ancient Egyptians. So I was nerding out over the ending. Okay. I okay. thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> I probably should have seen this movie with you. No, yeah, that's, that's I my been fault. Like, I would have been like, "Oh, did you did you hear that? Did you see that?" I it just it felt like a classic. It felt like Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Holy Grail all over again. I loved it. I thought it was good. It didn't become really good for me till the ending. Is it, it up was there? better than the last one? Better than the fourth. Well, let's just say that, but. Yeah, it was good, but I didn't think it was really good until the end. And I'm glad I went and saw it just to A, give the commentary, but B, I was so taken aback that it just didn't do better at the box office. But like this whole summer, this whole summer has just been a total slump for movies everywhere. It's not just obvious reasons like for The Flash. 
I, I expected more from the fandom. Yeah, like this was pretty much a box office bust. Yeah. They're losing money out on it. And I'm, I feel like. Is it a the, sign of the times? Like I people think it's are a sign just... of the times. It's too expensive. I had a promotion that I found with a brand of food that I like to buy. So I spent $3 on this ticket. But if you're looking at the prices of movie tickets, they're like $20. Mm-hmm. For one person, they were the used to be eight, and it's it's crazy. I mean, the way that they're advertising Barbenheimer. I cannot wait for Barbenheimer. <laughs> but it's a way to get people back into the theaters. Yeah. I really expected these two to be pitted against each other, but now it's it's a team effort to get folks to support the industry, which is wild because it's not a pandemic thing. And it's I feel a sign like... of the times. Yeah, it's, it's a weird time in history, and yeah. we've lived through a lot of it lived through a lot of history man right like why did it have to be this timeline right (laughs) (laughs) don't get me wrong i'm very fortunate to live in the same time as my favorite actors like tom hiddleston and sebastian stan robin williams right eliza shellsinger all like yeah i'm so blessed to be in the same timeline but also did it have to go this way (laughs) right (laughs) it went south real quick (laughs) The second we hit adulthood. That went south so fast. Well, again, trying to put things on a lighter note. I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? I am. Let's spill it. All right, folks. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not seen Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, we are about to spoil it for you. First things first. Did you catch any Easter eggs and or parallels? Because you're the Easter egg queen. I maybe caught one parallel. I found a few. Okay. One Easter egg that I noticed and I searched vehemently afterwards to figure out if the first letters meant anything. I couldn't find it. But in the scene where Helena and Teddy are stealing an airplane from the airfield, there is, I believe there's like a motorcycle with a license plate SR1981. And of course, 1981 is the year that Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. Good and gosh. it's obvious, like it's zoomed in and lit up and crystal clear okay but i'm sitting going what the heck does sr stand for i still don't know so if anyone knows anything about sr let me know as far as parallels go when the group is in the boat to do the deep sea dive helena's comment about the eels she said that they look like snakes yes and then he says no they don't and i'm like why did it have to be snakes (laughs) yeah yeah i was waiting for that and this is so abstract but I wouldn't even call it an Easter egg. It's a parallel. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, Wombat, and Teddy, they're the new indie and short round, which I loved. I love the dynamic, but I love that they they brought the spirit of indie and short round back with a new generation. So that was the only parallel I caught. That being said, what was your favorite scene? I love a good chase scene, and I really enjoyed the scene in Tangier where the kid keeps telling Indy where to go. Oh. And Indy's like, no, I got this. I know. I know the way. But it's all like they're going down the stairwells. They're flying off of unfinished levels. Like it's the most dangerous way. And it, again, it was very reminiscent of mm-hmm. previous indie films. So I get it. My favorite scene was when he met Archimedes. I was not thinking it would go that far. And they initially showed Archimedes mummy. or With and the they, watch. With the, the watch. Propellers. Yeah. And I was like, that looks hmm, good, sir. Yeah, that looks like it's from our time. What is going on here? And just the way the whole ending tied in with the beginning, 
I see what you did there. I appreciate it. Again, way better than the fourth film. <laughs> but so much better. Yes. Seen indie just fangirl over Archimedes. And I was like, oh, this made this movie so much better. What caught you in your feels? Oh, man. I, you know, I didn't feel like this was a super emotional movie for me, but okay. I did have empathy towards Helena at the end. You know, here she is. She's lost her father. She's finding herself in the black market. She can't really trust anyone. She maybe trusts like a kid. Right. And she just ends up on this life-changing adventure with her estranged godfather. And she grows and realizes how important Indy is to her, but doesn't know or, or denies, you know, that she feels that way about him. But when things get really bad in Syracuse, like she realizes how much Indy meant to her, but she can't say it. She can't, she doesn't have the words to tell him that he has Marion to go back to. Right. You know, that she's there for him too, that he's not irrelevant anymore. And mm-hmm. that was- That's a good I, point. I am I empathize with that. Well, the moment that caught me in my feels and as cheesy as it sounds is when Marion showed up with groceries and then like knowing the storyline with their son, because I was like, yeah, you guys really didn't need to bring uh, Shia LaBeau back at all. And I'm so glad you didn't. And I'm glad you you went that route with his storyline because very, very historically accurate. Yeah. Yeah. It touched on a lot of key points and Harrison Ford's delivery of that line on the boat of I wish I would have if I could go back in time I would have talked my son out from enlisting and I was like ooh ooh right there right there yeah. okay yeah those those two moments in particular caught me in my feels so what was your favorite cameo cuz there were a lot of good ones there really were a lot of good ones i think my favorite was Karen Allen returning as Marion at the very end that was so sweet and they did the whole reflection of like where doesn't it hurt and instead of you know her kissing all of his spots like he was kissing hers that was really sweet yeah yeah right in the field see you're mm-hmm. my right in the feels is it's my favorite cameo there we go <laughs> see if we're on the same wavelength it's fine all right did you think that they were going to kill indy off i honestly did not think that was going to happen i mean for one thing indy's a guy so that wasn't going to happen um but also <laughs> okay. like I mean, he's an Indies, this huge action hero and the who's been in the movies for like what forty years. Mm-hmm. I I don't think they would have done that to him. That I don't think that's how they would have sent Harrison Ford off. See, and I just thought like, okay, he's old enough. They could give him like a a true death. I was thinking, I was like, he can't do another one after this. They're gonna kill him off. That was my <laughs> mindset. I was like, I should go see it just to give him a proper send off, at the very least, and. Then at the end, when they heavily insinuate and or Indy himself is saying, I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm just I thought they were going to kill him off right then and there. And I, I was like, yeah, bro. Yeah, this is this is the proper send off. OK, so, it was a good plot twist. Yeah. All right. You got to meet Archimedes. That, that's pretty cool. Like if you're going <laughs> to die, like go big. Do you have any honorable mentions? I want to give a shout out to the stunt team. Okay. They use they use practical effects. If if like basically if they could do it for real life, it was done in real life. Okay. So my honorable mention, aka and or shout out, actually goes to the special effects team because after just watching the Flash, I was like, <laughs> oh man, oh this is night and day different. This is so much better. And I was I was truly impressed with how much magic they worked on Harrison Ford because job well done to the CGI team. 
And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. Founded in 2021, the Nerf Herder Co. was created as a way for people to bring their favorite fandoms into their homes and out into the world in a luxurious, chic way. The Nerf Herder Co. offers candles, wax melts, fragrance mists, and now has expanded into apparel. The Nerf Herder Co. offers a wide range of fandoms from Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Indiana Jones, books such as Akatar, and more. New releases are dropped on an almost weekly basis, and they always love to get suggestions for future releases from customers. Do, 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 do. Disclaimer time! Hit it, Melinda! We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Writers Guild of America, SAG-AFTRA, Walt Disney Pictures, Lucasfilm LTD, or Paramount Pictures. We're just really big fans who are also union strong. Hear, hear. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.